Welcome to 32 Bit Bards. I'm Kit Rowe. I'm Riven Daniel. And we record before a live Twitch, not studio audience. Um, how are you doing this morning, Riven? Well, it's not here, so I'm tired. Good. <laughs> cool, cool. I'll, I will survive. <laughs> there's, there's a song about that. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. But I can't sing it because we'll get copyrighted. That's true. Any uh, any updates for the week? No, not really. No. Although I, I do want to take a moment to say that I found out that my comments about a super a particular fan of ours were did not go unnoticed and that he was very displeased with how I treated him. <laughs> and I just want to say, I don't care, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. You know, I left my fountain on again, so let me turn that off. You're supposed to remind me of these things. Riven, it's I your job. Hear it. Uh, yeah, I know, but it, it shows up when I'm talking and I hate it. So it's not, it's not, it's not good for the pod. It's not good for the pod. I'm just saying, I can't hear it, so how am I supposed to remind you? I don't know. Good making it my problem. Good, good, good friends. Jeez. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so updates from you this week. Uh, well, the reason we're recording uh, Monday morning uh, on Twitch here is because Saturday morning, or not Saturday morning, because I couldn't record Saturday morning because my... Uh, mother-in-law is in the hospital currently uh she she fell and hurt herself and broke uh four ribs so uh good job on her she never does anything in halves um but she's okay she's uh she's in the hospital though and they've they're not letting her go until she can uh i don't know there's like this test they do where they pull they have to like suck a ball up through yeah yeah, I don't know what it is. I've never actually seen it. The only breathing test I've seen her do is the one where she has to blow. So, Hello, yeah. Denny. Hi, Danny. Denny's in chat. Yeah, she's making cute emotes. So, yeah. But, yeah, basically they want to make sure that she can breathe properly and not damage her ribs any further than they are. Yeah, she didn't puncture anything, so... Danny says the breathing thing, ugh, I had to use that after my surgery and it sucks. Yeah, she she's trying real hard. But uh <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> um Get it? it's it yeah, yeah. I don't know if she did that on purpose, <laughs> but either way it's adorable. <laughs> um yeah, it's to help her keep her lungs from collapsing. Yeah, I yeah. believe that. The the doctors don't really explain things. They're just like, you can't leave until you do this thing. So, um, <laughs> I am supportive of her not, you know, leaving the hospital before she should. So there's that. <laughs> yep. Completely understand that. Um, so, uh, trying to think if there's any other news, uh, this week. Oh, I think there was some pretty major news. Yeah. You got a job. Oh well, yeah, that was that was a while ago. I don't know if I announced that on the on the the podcast at, yet or not. But yes, yes, I am starting a job. Hopefully this week. Uh, I got to put in the paperwork soon. 
Um, now, you, now you don't have to pretend that this podcast has to be successful. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> Show your face. <laughs> I've worked too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny. Uh, Danny said a while ago, isn't today the day? Um, I'm going to file paperwork uh, today, but I don't know. I'm not working, working today. Um, I don't know if I'm working tomorrow per se, but yes, this is the week <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, uh, 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 but in, in not my life news, uh, I don't know. Do we mention this last week that they're, they're doing Hocus Pocus too? Disney is. Yes. Um, I do remember you mentioning that. Okay. So we already mentioned that. I'm trying to think if there's any other nerdy news going on right now that I saw this week, and I don't, uh, I don't think there is. Yeah. There's, go ahead, sorry. A teaser trailer for Spider Verse Two was released. <gasps> That's true. Yes, it Across was. Across lo- Spider Verse. It looks so good. It looks it so good. Oh my gosh! I think the art style has actually improved. Hmm. So. I love how adorable Miles and Gwen are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've super cute. Become like my one true pairing. <laughs> Your OTP. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm not really I don't know, like I have a love hate relationship with her haircut. Like it I love the under like shave thing or, or shaved, half shaved, half not hairstyles. I like it on her. But it the the one in particular that they've got on her, it's just it's weird. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure I like it. But I, I like that particular style, but just I think that, that cut they've got on her, I don't know. I don't know. So I liked it in the first one because there was, it made sense that it was messy because it had to be done quickly and there was like yeah. no time for her to go get a yeah. proper haircut, fix it. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes with the new one. Probably yeah. grow, on, grow on you after, over time. Yeah. <laughs> Danny says, I think it is cute. I mean, so Gwen's, I. Gwen's cute in general, so no arguments there. Yes. But, uh, I have. I'll tell you what. The trailer did a good job of not telling me anything about the movie, and I'm here for mm-hmm. it. So <laughs> I kind of yes. dislike it when trailers, <laughs> as we've discussed, tell tell me too much about a movie. Um, I want to get like you know a summary and and then decide for myself if I yep. want to party hardy with the film or not. So <laughs> yeah, makes me want to watch Into the Spider Verse again. Yeah, not that I need an excuse to watch that movie. You really? I will don't. watch that movie on repeat. Yeah, you, you really don't need an excuse. So, <laughs> um, okay, so Spider Verse, we already talked about the uh, focus we updated last week. Um, during Thanksgiving, I didn't mention this, but during Thanksgiving, there's a couple people on my feed that uh, are apparently really into the Snyderverse DC stuff. Um, I mean, obviously not me so much, but, um, you know, good on them for whatever they love. Uh, yeah. But he posted some picture with like a turkey and some some DC comic omnibus thing in the background and I don't know what it's supposed to hint at, but I, I think yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like there was who, a bunch of buzz going on about through, Who knows what goes through that man's mind. Yeah, so there was a bunch of buzz going on about that on Twitter during Thanksgiving, but yeah, I don't exactly know what it was about. But I thought it was worth mentioning. Um Yeah, I don't I don't think I have any other news. Um, about you, Riven? I've been d- building Lego. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying and to figure out how to make it work on stream, because you were having some trouble, weren't you? Yeah, I've got some things I want to try um, that might help, but I'm not exactly hopeful at the moment. 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still going to do some like film some videos with my camera phone and mm-hmm. proper camera when I get one and upload it to the channel. But um, yeah, at the moment streaming might be off the table. Danny says, "Oh, Lego sets or design?" Uh, just Lego sets at the moment. I do have some ideas for my own, but oh no, no, no! I'm not doing animated stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that no. might, I think that'd be too much work. Yeah, could be fun, but I don't know. I'd be lying if I didn't if it hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. Did we want to just dive right into the topic? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So today's topic uh, is a bit of a of, of a. Ha- it's it's mostly a review. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's part of our superheroes uh, series because it's you know it's what it, I hate saying inspired because it's not that like it's not that dramatic but um, yeah yeah uh, it, it it I'm I'm labeling it as part of the superheroes series because the the, the pseudo topic is uh, not just for kids but uh it's it's it, we're doing a review ish and discussion of Invincible as it, it's, but mostly it's a review as it kind of relates to <laughs> animation and superheroes and comics, not just being for kids, but uh, yeah. So superheroes, Invincible, not just for kids. Um, did you want me to just roll in with my stuff or do you have things you want? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I want you to roll in with it because you've just watched it. It's yeah. fresh in your mind. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on it. Okay, so uh, I've got a couple of things um, that are just general, um, mm. but I've made my notes by episode, so I don't know yeah, how sure. organic that's going to be for our listeners, but uh, that's that's kind of the way I'd prefer to go, if that's all right. Yeah, okay. I think that's best, cool. because it's a very linear story. It's That's true. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, oh, we missed what Danny said about. She said, I always wanted to, but I'm not patient enough. I think she's talking about Lego streaming. Yes. Okay. Like animated okay. Leg- animating Lego, oh. I think, was. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I'm um, looking at my notes here. All right. So just things that generally span all the episodes that I've got here. Um, mm-hmm. One of the bigger ones for me, it's not, I don't know, like I'd say it's 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 not like huge, but it's still a point of contention for me. Um, the animation is stiff in some places. Like, it is. I, I don't know if the, you noticed, uh, just real quick, the anim- there's, there's figures um, who are in the foreground and in the background mm-hmm. who are just not moving. And it looks like they yeah. threw some CG, like Ruby style kind of in there. And I, I just have mixed mm-hmm. feelings about it. Yeah, the animation definitely isn't top tier. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think we've seen animation from smaller companies that's better yeah but in in general it's not too bad i've seen no. worse yeah, yeah yeah no i i agree it's not it's not the worst but it um, it is noticeable though yeah yeah um i because there's literally like when during a couple of the episodes uh especially when um Mark, who is our main character, is going on a date with Amber. Uh, there are figures literally in in the foreground, not even in the background, who are just sitting still um, mm-hmm. at like a shop or eating or something. But they're just it's just like there's not moving or anything. So yeah. it's it's very noticeable because they're in the foreground. So 
I know that animation can be expensive and I know people have to cut corners. Um, and I'm not going to make broad assumptions about how much this costs or what their budget was or where they spent most of it, but I feel like if they do another season, um, they, they should they should probably do a little bit better with, with that, mm -hmm. maybe make some better choices with how they do the animation. I don't mind the CG mm -hmm. for like the big crowd scenes, like that makes sense. It, it helps yeah. cut costs on hand drawing um, in a yeah. digital space, but because uh, you can just plus, repeat the enemies. Yeah, and plus animating a huge crowd, that's yeah. so complicated. It is. It's not even a money thing, it's just technically time-consuming. Yeah, whereas with with a with the computer animated um, villains mm. and characters, you can just like copy paste repeat it with the same um, animation mm. styles and movements and everything. So that yes. stuff didn't bother me. But the stagnant foreground characters and some of the yeah. easy to see background characters, like literally just standing and not moving. Like there's one of the episodes where um, Nolan, who is our uh, antagonist. Um, uh, Omni Man is on the mm -hmm. date with Mark's mom, whose name I can just never no. remember, and I feel terrible about Debbie. that. Debbie, thank you. Um, they're they're on a date, and there's a couple people near the fountain in the background. Some people are moving, but there's some people who are just standing still, like an object. Mm -hmm. And it's very, I don't know, maybe it's just obvious to me because I I see these things. I've seen a lot of animation, but yeah, uh, I feel like it almost would have been better just not to have those non-moving people just have the ones that are moving and mm -hmm. not because it's more noticeable to me so that's yeah. that's my one critique about that i like to hope that because it was a first season thing they're just mm -hmm. sort of playing it safe yeah sort of <laughs> thing but yeah. um since it has been renewed for both a season two and season three oh, wonderful and the fact that it's being produced by amazon yeah, you have all the fucking money in the world. Uh, F bomb. Yeah. There we go. It's gone. <laughs> there's, there's your one. <laughs> um, yeah. Since they have all the money in the world, they shouldn't be like tying their hands. Like, put some more effort into it. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um. Okay. Second like, thing. Get that F bomb out of the way early. <laughs> it's all right. If we have to, we'll start booping them. I'll figure it out in the uh, editing process. <laughs> um, uh, my other kind of smallish complaint is that I don't, like, totally hate the length of the episodes, but there are times when they have the title screen in the middle, like, smack dab yes. in the middle. And I, as a viewer, I'll be like, oh, the episode's almost over, right? Because, like, it feels like it's just started when that title comes up because as a person you know that's how tv shows like have trained us to to, to watch mm -hmm. things right so yeah. I, it was kind of confusing because i'd get to that part and and then i'd hover my mouse over because i watched it on my computer i'd hover my mouse over the uh the browser window um I'm like oh wait no i'm only like 25 ish minutes in um mm -hmm. I, I feel like I don't mind the choice with the title card, but I feel like they should have broken these episodes up into just 25-minute ones apiece. I, I just uh, I, I think, feel like it would have pacing would have been better. I think that's largely because we're used to cartoons and anime being typically 22, 25 minutes long. So it's a bit jarring going into an animated series that's not following that standard. That might be part of it. I'll acknowledge that, but I... 
I'm sorry, say that again? I do hear where you're coming from, though. Oh, you're breaking up. Hopefully that, go Hopefully that goes away. Oh. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know why you've broken up a bit. That's not good. Are you there? I can hear you. I can just want to make sure. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, it's it's consistent. That sucks. Oh. Um, you want to oh, go? Yeah, my um, my voice thing's in the red. The connection. That's strange. I am going to disconnect the vo um voice and hop back in. See if that fixes it. Sounds good. Okay. Mm, there we go. It's in the green at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You sound wonderful now. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> Technical difficulties averted. <laughs> hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. If it does, we'll figure it out. No worries. Um, okay. Yeah. No. So I was agreeing with you. Um, yeah. Uh, that might be part of it. I have no issue acknowledging that. Um, but the story in each of the episodes feels like it could have been split. Like, I know that... Because sometimes you have two different stories, I think, in one episode. I remember going through my notes and being like, oh, do I need to go to the next one? I'd be like, oh, no, this is the same one. So I, I was consistently getting that with after, like, the second or third episode where I felt like... um there were two different stories going on. Like a story had finished yeah. up and they could have gone to the next one. Um, they could have just done a separate episode. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a huge deal. It was just like, you know, it, it doesn't really detract from my viewing of the series, but I just, I noticed it. So thought I'd make mention of it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I just yeah I I just want to say uh, I, this this might not be like an an out of episode discussion um but <laughs> like Cecil is everything that I wish Amanda Waller was more like not that I don't love Amanda Waller um Amanda Waller for those listeners who don't know is a a DC character um who, she's who the works DC with... version of Nick Fury basically. basically yeah but she's so much more ruthless than Nick Fury. Oh. Like I love to, I hate a, to love She's a cold woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't love to hate Amanda Waller. I hate to love her. Like Yeah. She's 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 such I, I feel like she doesn't get enough love because I don't know, but she's like she is the definition of kick ass, like powerful uh, woman of color in a man's world kicking ass and taking names. And every iteration of her, like in the cartoons, in the animated series, in the animated movies, even in the uh, Arrowverse CW show, yes. I just, I love to hate her. <laughs> she, she's a terrifying woman. Yeah, I do. I love her. Um, but Cecil, and, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. And yet um, Lex Luthor is the only one brave enough to kiss her spontaneously. Oh my gosh, but that was Public Enemies, right? Yes. Oh gosh, that was weird. I'm not going to get into it that, was. but that was weird. If y'all want to see a weird look, I love that movie. The animation's a little weird, but uh, not terrible. But uh, dude, even she was just like, what are you doing, Lex? Like, I don't, what? I don't think I'd ever seen Amanda Waller's like, silence. 
Like completely <laughs> silenced. Yeah, it was weird as f. Um. So yeah, Cecil, I feel like is everything that I wish Amanda Waller was. Like if she wasn't such. Uh. I, uh, I don't know. Would you call her a lawful neutral? I guess. So I. I don't know. Uh, mm. I don't yeah, say evil. Lawful evil. Lawful evil. <laughs> No, she's evil, but yeah, maybe maybe somewhere between evil and and neutral. Um, yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, anyway, yeah, I love Amanda Waller, but I love Cecil for all the reasons that. Uh, yeah, so I, I feel like Cecil is a perfect blend between Amanda Waller and Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Because he's ruthless, yes. but he's compassionate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and he gets people out of the danger zone. Yeah. Like I appreciate that. Like usually that's one thing I want to say about the show just as another general comment. I appreciate that they acknowledge like the damage that they do, the impact they mm-hmm. have on people's lives and that the major players are like, "Oh yeah, we evacuated the area or we did this yep. or we did that or that really sucks." Or yeah, I ha- I hate that I had to make that decision. So, um mm-hmm. Cecil is pretty much like a star figure for that as far as I'm concerned, calling the shots. Um yep. I don't know. It's just nice to see a government person who's being compassionate but making ruthless decisions at the same time so i just yeah i love cecil so cecil's awesome yeah probably one of my favorite characters in the series Uh oh you're breaking up again you might have to come out yeah it just just went into the red okay in out go (laughs) he'll be okay and go there we go back in the green okay good 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 um, all right, so those are my general, like, things that I just, while watching, was like, these aren't really a part of any episode in particular, I just, these are things that I noticed I really loved. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've got a few other comments like that in other episodes, uh, but those are the big ones, so. Yeah. Um, so some of the things I noticed, just we go right into episode one, um, about Omni and his relationship with Mark is uh and they get rid of it pretty quickly but there's the the opening scene doesn't open with mark it doesn't open with omni man slash nolan it it opens with these two security guards um <laughs> and the one yeah. is just like you know i've worked my ass off basically being a dad and i finally get to be a dad and like yeah so i a feel stepson. yeah it's a stepson yeah but um I feel like it's kind of supposed to be a side-by-side comparison in a way, mm-hmm. like because they they do it again with the, the with that duo and actually show the the kid whose name is um yeah Matt um, Mark. yeah Matt that's it <laughs> yeah I'm um, in episode two but uh I think it's it's very they chose they made a choice to open up with this dad talking about his son and everything which kind of sets the stage in my opinion for this whole series mm-hmm. to be just like yes this is about a father and his son and love and like it's about so many other things but yeah that's just one of the really big things i noticed about episode yeah. one i don't know if you want to comment on that or what you noticed about that um i'll be honest i really didn't notice that but now that you say that it makes a lot more sense yeah I've, I've um read the part of the comics that the first season covers yeah and 
it's been a little bit now since I've read it, but I can't remember them being in it. So that interesting was probably done specifically for the TV show. Yeah, so that was a that was a choice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that writers and creators don't put things in stuff um, just because it's it's there. But specifically in an animated show where things cost money, where time in front of eyeballs costs money, yes. um, I feel like those two particular scenes in one and two were very decisive choices, and I don't think they were there for nothing. Like, this, this mm. dad has this whole, like, what, one to two minute monologue about the relationship with his son um Mm -hmm. so which i was just confused about and then as as the the episodes went on i was like oh i get it now it's supposed to be like this you know comparison yeah analogy a metaphor of some kind like uh, to look on the two whether you realize it consciously or not so which i think is just Uh, really good storytelling so Something I've got to got to ask in sure. the in the second episode when they get rained on by all the hamburger stuff and that. Did you get the significance of that scene? Oh, the second episode when they're out. The front oh, of the, the blood! Ham- I was like, is that blood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't get the significance of it, but I was like, blood hamburgers? That, what? That that was the trash that Mark threw into the air <gasps> when he got his powers. Oh. Did see the episodes are so long that didn't even occur to me. I I didn't even catch on to that until I'd watched a few reaction channels and someone pointed it out. Oh, interesting. Thought, oh. Interesting. That's, That's so funny. It is really funny, actually. <laughs> you know what? I remember thinking when he threw that trash, I was like, huh, where where is that gonna wind up? You know, exactly. which which normal normal superhero things like this never cover but i feel like this show is really good at being like oh when you throw this baseball all around the circumference of the earth it's gonna go through things like (laughs) or when you throw this garbage like you know halfway across the world it's gonna go somewhere it's just little (laughs) things like that in the show that makes it so good yeah i wonder if that's in the comic or not um it's it's not oh that's just the garbage thing i'm i'm pretty sure it's not that makes it so much better like yeah. I, I like that okay um one thing i really noticed because I, I went back through episode one just reviewing my notes because i was like trying to kind of figure out um nolan like in his choices because <laughs> there's just i feel like there's a lot of nuance in the first episode i don't know if you noticed but there is zero music when he kills um the, the guardians <laughs> Like there's yep. there's no music at all. There's there's really the only sound effects are like the or is the actual combat. Whereas in other scenes, um th- there's either when when serious stuff is happening, like there's either some very faint music, um, or it kinda comes in slowly. But during that particular battle, um, there's 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 no music uh mm-hmm. in the background, which really reminded me of uh, the Buffy episode, The Body, with her mom, where yes. they just chose not to put any... Joss chose not to put any music whatsoever, mm-hmm. I think, in the entire episode. Um, to and I, We're so used to music, like, as viewers, yes. that I feel like when I went back and reviewed it, I was like, wow, that's what adds weight to this scene, is that mm-hmm. the, the person who is in charge of um, this decision, the director, whoever... Um, I was like, no, we're not going to have any music here because, like, this is a conscious decision 
to add yeah. weight to this scene. Um, and uh, I really, ooh, I, I tell you, like, the level of violence that exists in this show, like, is mm -hmm. heavy, in my opinion, because I just, I don't tend to like super violent, um, gory things. But taking away the music and adding the level of violence uh, was just, yeah, it, it was wince-worthy for me. Like, I had to look away from the screen yep. a couple of times, and, and afterwards I understood why, because there was just no music, so. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very, very brutal show. Very visceral, and yeah. I, I'm not one for hyper-violent content, but yeah. I like the way it did, it was done in this show, because it's... It presenting great... a very realistic effect of these superpowers. Yeah. It's something they don't go into in shows um Marvel or DC stuff because they're presenting a more child friendly. Watered yes. Watered down version of it. Yeah, an idealized yeah. one. Or it's not yeah. or it's not really necessary. They're trying to tell a different story per se. Like the, yeah. the combat and the fighting is just mm -hmm. dressing on the story. Um yeah. depending on the story you're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. But I, I was thinking about it when I was watching this show and I was like, is the violence really necessary? Like, could I do without it? And I thought about it, and me being someone who doesn't like grotesque horror violence mm -hmm. in anything that I watch, um, I had to say yes, because the story they're trying to tell here, it's not even just about, well, you know, this stuff is brutal. Like, there is an emotional attachment to the level of violence that occurs in this show mm -hmm. with the characters, like, specifically with yeah. Mark, who is the main character, who's invincible. Mm -hmm. um, his reactions, like, it wouldn't be the same. The PTSD yes. that he suffers would not have the same weight if those visuals were not in there. Exactly. Um, it would be an extremely so. different story and one that yeah. I don't think would be as um uh can't think of the word. Impactful. It wouldn't be as relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Irrelevant Impactful. either. Yeah. yeah. His reactions just wouldn't be the same. Like you'd have to mm. when People's death in the show have weight for Mark and the viewer because mm -hmm. of the viscerality, which I know is not a yeah. word, but <laughs> yeah, so. It is now. <laughs> and I feel like, I don't, I'm sure that it's the way it is in the comic. I don't know if it was the writer's choice in the comic um, or not um, to have, I so two things here, kind of on topic and then not. One, I find it, I think one of the reasons why there's so much murder in that beginning um one of those beginning scenes with the guardians is not even just for the storytelling but to let mm -hmm. the reader know this is what you're in for this is just yes. the beginning it's not going to stop if you're not here for this you probably need to put this book down um i'm assuming it's the same in the comic in that way i don't know but you've read it is is it right from the get-go with that uh as i said it's been quite a few months now since i've sure. read the comics thinking back on it i can't remember the comics okay. being as violent as the tv show okay so maybe that was just a choice either way like i yeah. i need to read the comic i do because i want to see how yeah. different it is um oh, i'm thinking i've got to start from the beginning again at this yeah. point yeah um but i do recommend it it's quite a bit different from the show in terms of how things play out mm -hmm. and there's stuff in the comics that they've cut out from the show for the sake of streamlining it yeah 
because it would just bog it down with too much content for the story they wanted to tell in eight episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. No, no, you're good. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'm still flowing. I'm flowing kind of into episode two and one with all this discussion, which is fine because we only have so much time. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, the other thing um, that I that I found kind of interesting with having that scene up front in the first episode, not just seeing with the with the visceral visceral violence of it all, mm-hmm. um, the viscerality, yeah, <laughs> the viscerality. I don't know if that's a word, but it should be. Um, it is now. Oh, okay, it is now. Um, <laughs> I there's an active choice made to let the viewers know that Nolan is not a good guy, and I stopped and mm-hmm. tried to think like perspective. And and is something I try and think about when I watch or read things now, like the stuff that I know that the characters don't know, right? Like yes. because that changes your experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, I had a difficult time imagining like how my viewing experience would have went if that scene hadn't been in there, like if I hadn't known that Nolan had killed the Guardians, right? Like how would my opinion mm-hmm. and view of him been like watching the rest of the episodes, and would it have been better and like part of me thinks no because there's you're not just seeing this i almost feel like you're not even just seeing this show through mark's eyes there's so much of it where it switches between mark debbie and nolan and Mm -hmm. a lot of how you feel about the family stems from the fact that you know nolan has made like this terrible awful choice and murdered people and Mm -hmm. I don't think the experience would have been quite the same if i hadn't known like if i had found out later on which i think is there's so much about this show that flips the superhero expectations on its head for better or worse. I'll get to the worst later. <laughs> um, but one of the the better ones, I think, is just being like, Superman's a bad guy and he just murdered the Justice League. <laughs> because let's yeah. be real, this is a DC, like, very oh, yeah. obvious DC, like, mimicry. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel yeah, comfortable that, that, saying that. That's a very deliberate thing because it, it has been stated that the guardians of the globe and that were yeah. based on DC characters. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, what if Superman, you know, killed the justice league, you know? Yeah. Um, like it, it is a very deliberate um, choice that they, they want you to draw comparisons between these characters and the justice league. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like it, though. I yeah, yeah. Because I think the other thing it does, knowing that he killed these people right from the get-go and made this decision and not knowing why he did it, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it makes the viewer stop and think, oh, is, is this man a villain? Why did he mm-hmm. do this? What are his reasons? Because there's all those moments when he's by himself where he's sighing, or you can tell from the look in his eyes, there's just this weight that's attached to him. Um, mm-hmm. Or when he's on the top of the mountain, a later episode, having this not real conversation with his son trying to practice, <laughs> that you're just like, well, no one's around looking at you acting this way. So this is partially like the real you or what you view the mm-hmm. real you to be. So are you a bad guy? Are you not a bad guy? Why did you do the things that you, you did? You know, mm-hmm. like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't read the comic until after I'd watched the series, so when mm-hmm. I was watching it, I was completely in the dark. I Just the whole time I was trying to work out, okay, well, what's going on here? 
is he yeah. doing is there a good reason that he did this or that's what what's i mean here? it was harder and for me you to s- go in like that yeah yeah and then you see little things throughout the the episodes where you see that sinister side of him coming through yeah like when he's um like when he's demanding the, that the desk guard like oh, give him his costume back or when he snaps yes. at debbie <laughs> yes that yeah that or, exactly or the- and I was going to say when he's attacking the the aliens that invade. Oh yeah, yeah. visceral, visceral violence. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very brutal. Um, mm. When the mask cracks, yeah, I tr- it's very. Mm. See, it was, I wish that I hadn't known going into it. I had no idea that you wanted to really talk about this, so I had no plans to watch it. So I had watched Amanda the Jedi, I think, do like a pretty thorough okay. review of this. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, if I or maybe it was Saber Spark, I don't remember. And I was like, That's okay. yeah, yeah. So I, f- but I wish I hadn't known. Like I wish I had gone in blind because I feel yeah. like I would have. But hearing, I tried to like imagine if I had never watched it, you mm-hmm. know. So yep. what you're saying really reflects that. So I don't feel quite as bad now because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, someone who who hasn't seen this has got to be just like, why is he making these decisions? Why is he doing yep. this? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, what, and you want him like he's he portrays that solid all-American, you know, Superman yeah. kind of resolve. Very very stoic and yeah, reliable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you want it. Like you as a viewer, you're just like I I really want him to not be a shitbag. And yeah. you find out it's so much more complicated than that. Like, he himself is likely suffering from PTSD, which does not make anything he's done okay. But, yeah, it, oof, it's it's a heavy watch. Like, it's hard to completely hate Nolan, but at the same time, you're like, you're a terrible person. <laughs> See, I'm, I don't exactly classify it as PTSD. I, I think of it more as, like, when you... Brainwashed? Think of it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The soldiers that are brainwashed by uh, patriotic propaganda and yeah, all that kind of stuff. That That's they, a valuable they... point. Yeah. Nazi. Nazi, Nazi, yes. Nazi. Yes. <laughs> so That's what much. I was going. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, oh man, I haven't, I had the... this comes up for me in a later episode when he's like brutally beating the shit out of Matt, like there at the end. Um, the mark, yeah. Mark, yeah, and he's talking about why he's doing the thing that he's doing, and I'm just like, is this subtext for colonialism? Mm-hmm. Like, because the way that he talks about it, it's like the same way that, like, England and a lot of Western white culture, like, you know, back yes. pre in, you know, industrial revolution or during the first industrial revolution or even before then, like, mostly England and, and the United States in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, are just like and in Australia, yeah. We're just like, uh, yeah. These people are children. They don't know what they're doing. Um, they they're idiots. They're not as smart as we are. They don't understand the world. And so we're gonna come in and show them the ways that are right and the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 might makes right. And um, it everything you're doing is okay because it's for the greater good of their future yep. and and making them just like us. Um. And I was like, has anyone watched Invincible and just been like, this is a huge metaphor for colonialism? Like, not just Nazis, but colonialist Nazis. Like, oof. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> very apt. 
Uh oh, um, you're breaking up again. Oh, uh, great. Your internet's being a dingus. Uh, something brain again now. Uh, no, right, they brought it back. Okay. Do, 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 do. Did you? Are they? Yeah. Well, that's weird because it's, I've got no bars at the moment. <laughs> huh. Uh, is it in okay? Yellow, in the red. Hmm. In the green. All right, let me see. Sorry about this, folks. Oh, I don't think it's your fault. Um. Uh, okay, it says secure connection. I'm in the green now. Okay. I mean, technical difficulties um, happen. It'll be all right. <laughs> um. No, I think you're very right with what you what you're saying, but it's very apt association. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It didn't hit me till near the end, and I realize I'm jumping around episodes now. So my entire going through the episodes thing is bupkiss, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's see. Episodes three and four. Scanning through my notes here. Um, Monster Girl. Dude, like, half of me is like, I don't know, this, I really wanted more about her because, mm -hmm. man, if it were me, like, I, I don't think I would have chosen to be a hero. I've been like, you know what, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't need to transform. Um, can someone give me some repressor medication, you know? <laughs> like, so I don't have to keep regressing to a younger and younger age like some Benjamin Button reject. Um. Well yeah, Heavy. as you said, we, we we do need to know a lot more about her because like yeah. the, her transforming it may not be something she can Choose. control all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um one yeah. one thing I have to say when they were when she was going nuts on Rex when yeah. they were the, when they first meet and then Mark comes in and slugs the one out of the way and everyone's just like, Oh my god, he hit a girl. Nothing. No, she started it. She right? wants to be a hero. She can take a punch. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. But yeah, don't don't start with that outrage shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. a giant green monster. Yeah, and she's not a little girl either. <laughs> exactly. Um, not that they know that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, Monster Girl, uh, robot. And Damien Darkblood. Those were three characters where I was like, man, I, I, I you're my favorite side characters. Like, I love you yes. guys. So, um, Robot is both tragic and, um, just, yeah, I, I loved his design uh, in the beginning, but then as it was yeah. revealed as what was really going on with him, I was like, mm -hmm. this is, this is, I like this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um I like his story. It's complex and, and interesting. Um a, a lot yeah. of the side characters they could do their own series on. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I agree. Um, um I, I really like Titan, the mm -hmm. villain slash anti hero. Um I feel like a, a series could be done on just him alone. Oh, oh wait, that's the one who didn't have his superpowers, right? No, that's the one that could cover himself in rock. The oh. one that convinced Mark to help him. 
Yeah, that was the, he was the copy for the what's the Marvel guy um that was the the Netflix uh series started off just kind of um Luke Cage. Yeah, he reminded me a lot of Luke yeah. Cage. Mm. I think that was um very deliberate as well because mm -hmm. like there are characters in it that are parallels of Marvel characters. Yeah. 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 Um, the one you were talking about that didn't have his powers, Black Samson, I can't remember if they went into this in the show, but he was originally a member of the Guardians of the Globe. They did. They did. They went into yeah. it. Yeah. In, in the comics, they um, there's a lot more involved with yeah. um, his story. I don't okay. think they talk about how he lost his powers, but there's this whole chunk where um, someone's killing villains with his powers oh. and they can't figure out what's going on and they think it's him and it turns out he'd been commissioning that suit that he uses in the beginning okay so um and his butler ends up stealing it and is trying to avenge him for the way he's been treated since he lost his powers okay interesting so, yeah it was this whole chunk of story that was just cut out of the out of the out of the series mm-hmm anyway no that's cool uh i would like to learn more about the side characters so mm. uh i can't wait for more episodes but i think i'm definitely yeah. gonna read the comic i'm gonna buy the graphic novel um yeah i know it's a good um, thick believe, boy but i believe there's free compendiums okay so it's like 150 issues okay so it's already up. complete though yeah i'm well, that's pretty good. sure it's it's completed I really like that when comics do that. They don't just keep going on and on and on and on. <laughs> and, and it's an image comic oh, as well. See, that's probably why I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good old image. And, and just for um, clarification, the first season only covers like the first 10 chapters, 10 issues of the comics. Okay. So there's a huge huge amount of um source material left to do yeah all right i'm i'm gonna keep moving through the episodes yes. um and just skimming my notes because we're about yeah, halfway yeah, yeah. through and i there's a big point of discussion that i'm probably going to go on for like 10 minutes about <laughs> yeah. and i would like to get to that because knowing me yes. um yes yeah i know you do too so mm -hmm. um I actually might save it till the end just so I can go on a tangent without disturbing the rest <laughs> of the discussion. So yeah, I'll put I'll put a yeah. pin in it when we get to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um in episode four, uh I really disliked that they didn't show us what Everest actually looked like. I don't know if anyone is familiar. Um but 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 Everest, Everest is is a garbage pile for the most part. Um mm -hmm. and, and this show, the only reason I bring it up, like normally in any other animated cartoon I wouldn't care. Like I'd be like, eh, whatever, you know? But they had an entire episode where this, you know, dude went off on Everest and how, like, you know, racist founders and stuff. And, um, which, yeah. honestly, I wish he had blown up Everest. <laughs> or not Everest. Hello, um, Mount. Ru Mount Rushmore. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's just, there's, look, if you want to know, you can read about it. My little liberal internal demon is just like, yes, please blow up Everett or uh, um, Mount Rushmore. Uh, you, you can look it up yourself. But I feel like mm -hmm. because they had that in there... Couldn't you couldn't you have kind of made Everest look like what it actually looks like? Especially since they went through this effort to be like, oh, you know, some parts of humanity, like Nolan comments about how it's really beautiful. And I'm yeah. like, Everest isn't pretty right now. 
Like it's, no, it's not. people, people leave their, people climb to Everest and they leave their garbage there and then they pay a fine for leaving their garbage there. Yeah. Like Which it, is ridiculous. Yeah, that it should be, yeah. Should be more than a fine at this point. Yeah. It's really gross. They just leave all of their equipment and then go back down the mountain. And I hate mm -hmm. it. Thanks. I hate it. So I, I really, I actually think it would have been more poignant if they had decided to make it look gross and then Nolan had made this point about, like, humanity just fucking shit up that they think, you know, that is pretty. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really, I feel like that's a missed opportunity and I wish they had done that. So, one of my critiques for episode four. Yeah. Um, who, who knows, they, they might come back to that with the future seasons, like, that kind of stuff, yeah. I mean. It's entirely possible that the director or the person in charge wanted to do that and they just mm. didn't have the budget to animate all that trash yeah. in there for some reason. I, I don't know. Um, this is also the episode where Nolan and Debbie um, really get into it about Mark for the first time. They kind of dance around mm -hmm. it for a while, but this is the first episode where Nolan is like, Mark is wasting his responsibilities and his time and not understanding what he needs to be. Um, and they get in and she calls him distant and mean. Um, mm -hmm. And this is where for me it was the turning point, which is interesting because, you know, the halfway point in the show yeah. where I was like, Nolan is a hundred percent full of it. Like, I really was like a hundred percent, like this guy is faking it. Like he's a complete trash. Like there is no excuse for the things that he is doing. There's no, nuance to his character like he is just he is pretending the whole time and of course the mm -hmm. show flipped it on its head for me when we got closer to like the last episode and and i was like okay so he's doing these things not in front of people um and yeah. then you the whole scene with with mark on the mountain where he's punching the shit out of him and he leaves and he cries and everything and so i'm like okay so this subverted my expectations yet again <laughs> um but this was this was the episode where i was convinced that he was a hundred percent a shitbag and there was no excuse and there wasn't really anything more to his decisions so good job show <laughs> um i just want to say we're going to malp in the chat hey malp so glad you're here can always count on my malps uh okay episode five um I, I love the opening for this, like the first couple of where Omni-Man is just holding the dude up and trying to tell Mark. It was one of the few moments in the entire show where they're bonding and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, you have to make him think you're going to kill him, like you're going to drop him. And, <laughs> and and then he'll tell you everything he needs to know. And and then Mark's like, but I don't want to do that. Like, and he's like, you're not supposed to tell him where he can hear you. Like, and then he just drops him. And Mark's like, are you, are you gonna, are you going to catch him? And he's like, yeah, in a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and they don't even show him catching him. So <laughs> you're just like, did he though? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love moments like that. That was it's, hilarious. Um, yeah, something you take you take for granted when you're watching, what watching or reading things from Marvel yeah. to DC because they're just so yeah good. Like, yeah, Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was just, it was really good. I thought it was a nice break halfway through the series mm -hmm. to see just a nice moment between them, which, you know, yeah. kind of becomes important later when you as the viewer are like, this guy's terrible. <laughs> oh, wait, no, maybe not. Um, <laughs> so this is where the stuff starts to bother me with Amber, and I'm going to put a pin on it. Mm -hmm. But this is the first episode um, 
where the trope that you know that bothers me starts to rear its ugly head. Yes. Where the superhero like can't tell his friends or can't mm-hmm. tell, you know, because like it'll endanger them or it'll endanger him or whatever. Like this is where yeah. that kind of starts. And I'm going to put a pin on it because there's so much more to it. And I'm going to go on a tangent later. <laughs> Like, so um, I'm just going <laughs> to skip right over it. In episode six and seven, I'm also going to skip over it, but it's there, so you're aware of it. <laughs> um, uh, I, Eve's parents suck a oh, yes. lot, and her dad is freaking gross. <laughs> he is. I, uh, I love how yeah. she kept um, taking away the door yeah. between them. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. And I think that's why... At first, I was like, why did they go with this feminist kind of symbol for her? Uh, which I'm sure yeah. the book explains more about. But I feel like, mm. without fully understanding why, this kind of explains it, you know? Um, her dad is trying to exert this masculine dad control over yes. her life. And it's coming from a place of care and concern. Like, he really... Th- this is one of those things, by the way, I'm cutting myself off, where I usually complain about feminism in a lot of storytelling because I feel like it's not always executed well. Like I, I give props to the, the writers for trying to really show the impact of the way women are treated in a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't always come across really well. Yeah. But I feel like this is one of the few examples where it's blatantly obvious that her dad is sexist, but mm-hmm. it's coming from a very nuanced place. Like, it's not like he's being sexist because he is an asshole dad and he just hates her or, like, she's his daughter and he thinks of her as his property. It's literally coming from a place of, I love you and I care about you and I don't want bad things to happen to you. Um, And I feel like this boy will do a better job of protecting you because that's how I was raised. And, yeah, Yeah. it's both. sexism is so much more nuanced than just, you're a girl you can't do things, fuck you. I'm not saying there aren't people in this world that don't think that way, but I appreciate the nuance of where her father is coming from um, mm-hmm. in in these next few episodes where they really show more of Amber's um, home life. So, yeah. Uh, chef's kiss on that. I, li- I really liked it. Also, the soundtrack for this show, this is the episode where I realized the soundtrack for this show just 100% slaps and I might have to buy it. Yep. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good um, 100% slaps yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, did you have anything to say about, about Eve and her home life I know you said the, uh, the like the door shutting <laughs> oh, yeah, appearing I, I and disappearing just, yeah I, I love the way she uses her powers that way mm-hmm. it's, it's so petty and poignant at the same time I yeah. love it me too it, it's the power I would absolutely abuse the hell oh, out sh- of Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think that's where her name comes from, like Adam and Eve, like creation. Yeah. At first I thought it was just kinetics, it, but it's it, not. It's it's molecular yeah. creation, like creation at a molecular atomic level. Yeah. So, I think like her name it, and costume is actually is pretty creative. So, yeah. her name is Atom, mm-hmm. but A T O M, no. not Adam. No, 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 I know that, but it's a play on yeah. words, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another reason why I think it's so creative. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, another point with, like, her dad, I think, I, I like... I like... It's not very obvious, like, but as someone who's watching, you're like, there is this huge difference between um, Eve's life 
with her friends and with her school and with her superheroing versus mm-hmm. like her her parents like you can really tell that i remember watching like that scene with her dad the first time when we were introduced to her parents just being like does he not know what her life is like like does he not see yeah. her in the news like she is a power and i and i think it helps that they introduced her as this powerful force of nature right from the get-go and mm-hmm. then introduced her home life to her parents later on because you feel like i felt like at least but she's a totally that's that's not who she is like the person that you're seeing as parents like you guys like thinking of the parents when i'm watching the episode that's not who she is like this is not the person you've created in your mind that's in front of you is is not who eve is like yes you guys are confused <laughs> like <it's, laughs> so you can just it's so startling like their perspective their view of her as parents who are terrified of what's going to happen to her versus who she actually is with her friends mm-hmm. and her and her superheroing so i just i loved that like um yeah, yeah good storytelling I really like the um, the friendship between her and Mark. I know oh, initially they, they they set it up as if oh yeah she's going to be his love interest and subverting expectations. That, yeah, and I like once he realised that she was with Rex, he just, he backed off and it's like okay yeah. we'll just be friends. Let's go. Yeah, he, yeah he respected I'll, her her relationship. Yeah, I will say in the comics their friendship is friendship is more. Um, like they go into, they show more of that. They don't give it an, a lot of screen time in the in the TV show. Yeah, but yeah, in the in the comics, it's even more pronounced. Yeah, so. that's cool. See, I just I'm gonna have to read the comic. Um, mm-hmm. I really am, like all the way through. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's so much I'm missing out on, but I feel like whatever I'm missing out on, it's not as integral to what they have shown in the show and they focused on. I I don't definitely. I need to, I need to look up who is in charge of writing like the major decisions for this show. And I feel like I should have done that before the podcast, but I think so much of what I love about it. And the reason probably why other people like it, even though they can't verbalize it because they don't have the, the critical thinking, reading, writing background that you and I have is because Mm -hmm. the characters and the story, the choices they made are so nuanced, like with Amber's family and home life and where her father's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Eve, sorry. And like with, um, uh, uh, Nolan and the relationship with his wife and like how devastated she is at the end um, like oh, her yeah. the way she feels about him the way that the Taylor um, who are camel voices yes <laughs> feels about <laughs> Nolan is it, it's not black and white it's very complicated um, but it's I don't know it's just done so well I think that's why this is such a beloved yeah. show honestly despite the fact that the animation is a bit janky um, in places <laughs> so and humans are very visual species, so... Um, okay, so I'm putting a pin in the Amber stuff, which is mostly in episode 7. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip over episode 7 for the most part, other than to mention that Amber's life being a straight-up forest child is... Mwah, love it. Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote Amber. I don't know why, but you're right. Yeah. Her yeah. forest child life is a straight-up chef's kiss, let me just say. It is. I love it. Yeah. Just been able to conjure up coffee and all that the way mm-hmm. she does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that the, her powers of all superpowers, those are the ones I would probably want the most. Me too. They yeah. would affect my everyday life in so many fantastic ways. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be able to make your own Legos from thin air. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, actually, in thinking about it, 
she would technically be immortal. Mm, probably. Because she could, if she can alter atoms and molecules at the molecular level, like, the reason that we as humans, like, die is because our cell tissue breaks down. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. she can, if she can do that, then technically, if she could figure out how to do it to herself, she could keep, like, renewing her cells and never age. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be a pretty awesome superpower. It would be. Um, okay, okay. Episode eight is where everything falls apart. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the end. Uh, this, this episode just goes full hoss. Um, oh, it does. It goes from zero to a hundred. Oh, like in th three seconds. Um, yeah. and you really get to see how Nolan, uh, how Omni-Man genuinely believes what he's doing is right. Mm -hmm. But, and that he really only loves, um, at least in his mind, the only reason he loves Mark is because he's he's a full Voltramite. Like he's a hundred percent. Like his those cells took over, and he's no longer yeah. human. He's Voltramite. Um, and he c considered him the same mm -hmm. as as everyone else until his powers kicked in. And yeah, <laughs> uh, and ep episode eight is just it's heartbreaking on so many levels yeah it's a, it's a literal tragedy for multiple characters for multiple yeah. reasons yeah um and mark's ptsd is it's really more obvious at the at the end but watching mm -hmm. him just go through this i really appreciate that there was no second thoughts for him um yeah when he found out the truth about nolan about his father like the minute he mm -hmm. realized what nolan was saying and what he had done and who he was um he was just like no i don't know who these people are from this other planet i don't give a shit about them like i don't understand like yeah. anything that you're saying i don't care this is my home you know i think mm -hmm. the hardest part of this episode for me where i almost like i had to look away was during the subway scene yes Oof. That was very hard to watch. Oh yeah, for, for a cartoon to like give you that feeling is saying something. Yeah, because like I can put that stuff out of my head when it's animated. Yeah, but it was the like, emotional of, weight of the yes. scene of what Mark was yes. feeling. Yeah, and I I think that's where it excels so powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nolan was literally like Nolan realized that he cared about humans and their yeah. lives. And so he literally puts him in the middle of this train to mm -hmm. split it wide open, like to 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 murder these people. Like he was yep. trying to make it in in Mark's mind, like, yeah, yeah, you've murdered these people. Like you're literally using your body as a he's using his body as a weapon to yeah. kill these people. And, and Mark's oh. completely powerless to do anything about it. Oh, yeah, and that's why it was so hard for me. Uh, another scene that's really powerful for me is when he's trying to save the mother and the daughter the, oh, from the building yeah. oh, that's yeah. collapsing. Yeah, yeah. just like all the reactions I've watched of the final episode, the reactions are almost universally the same. It's just this quiet, shocked yeah. horror for Mark and what he's being put through. And I think that's why this show... That's what I was talking about with the violence earlier. I don't... 
it's not because the violence needs to be there for the sake of violence. It's because the violence has a huge impact on Mark as a protagonist and like, yes. and, and the, the viscerality of it for him mm-hmm. wouldn't impact the viewer through his eyes the same way if it wasn't there. Yep. So, because he has an emotional connection um, to, to, to people um and trying to save him. this has been his whole goal in life like everything he wants to be as a superhero not mm-hmm. even because of the glory but because he wants to help people um yep. that's that's the part of nolan that that he loves um which i think is why he doesn't really fight back too much at the end um why he doesn't yeah. give in really because he can't fight anymore like he tried um yeah but why he refuses to give in is because mm-hmm. you know he loves his dad despite what he's done um and he loves he loves helping people and so not not being able to help all these people and and being used as a weapon to kill them makes the impact that much more heavy and just sad and tragic and like you really feel for mark and i think that's why this show needs that level of violence and I'm happy they didn't go further with it, like with the animation oh, yeah. on it, because I don't think I would have been able to watch it. I'll be honest with you, yeah. just because of the emotional impact combined with the visuals. So, um, it's a very good show. <laughs> like, it is <laughs> very good storytelling. The only complaint I have about it, really, in tech in, in technical stuff, is uh is with some of the animation, which I feel like is probably going to be improved in season two and season three in the same ways that Ruby improved from season one. And in the same way that the dragon prince did from season one. Mm -hmm. Um, So anything you want to say about episode eight? Oh, oh, the ending. I I loved, I loved how they led into like, here's going to be the next part of the series by touching base with the orange alien. Yes. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. Voiced by Seth Rogen. He kind of reminds me of like Lobo, but like nicer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. uh, um, like if Lobo wasn't an idiot, then <laughs> he was trying to help the universe. I just say you're talking about um, how Debbie is devastated. Oh the, yeah. And in the in in the comics, it's so much more poignant or there yeah because yeah pronounced probably the best word she's Mm -hmm. um because like she's struggling with what she knows now about who nolan is and the fact that she still loves him yeah those feelings don't go away immediately but she knows that it's not him that she loves it's the man that he was pretending to be that she loved and she desperately wants him back yeah and yeah it's very it's a lot more it's painful brutal yeah a lot a lot more painful in that and mark has a lot of self-blame that he has to go through and oh of course of course he would yeah um i that's one of the things i liked a lot about this show another aspect of it another piece of the pie of all the things that i liked was the complication of relationships and that um just because you know i like that not everyone has to be strong in this show like they Mm -hmm. don't they don't mind showing people suffering and people being in an emotional pain does that make sense 
Yes. Like the emotional pain that his friend goes through with the boyfriend or the emotional pain that um, that his mother goes through or that Cecil even like Cecil has these moments like where yeah. he's just like the way that he feels about what Nolan has done. Um, yeah. I think is one of the show's greatest strengths is that they they're not afraid to show the cons the emotional painful consequences that the decisions Nolan has made and how it impacts the people in his life. So mm-hmm. you don't always get that with an animated um, superhero show or just an animated show in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, aside from the characters that have been mentioned, are there any other ones that you? thought were oh, I had any particular Feelings favorite yeah, um, favorite or disliked loved robot love monster girl um I like the scene at the end when the the guardians are cleaning the blood off the wall yes that was the that was a great scene and I like uh, Sa- Samson's um way to prove that they test. were ready for it yeah um Rex for me is another one of those characters that you love to hate He's he, such. He develops. Uh, yes, he does have a lot of development. But in the beginning, he's just such a shitbag. He's a punk. Shitbag. <laughs> you want to punch him so much. Yeah, and Especially, then by that last episode, he's yeah. grown. Um, yeah. What I love the Mauler twins, the blue guys. Uh, are you talking about uh, duplicate? No, the the clones. Um, <gasps> oh, the me too. Twins. I yeah. didn't. See, that's another example. This show is really good at subverting expectations, like I was saying before. In the beginning, they present them as just, like, these throwaway characters that the Guardians, like, take care of and put in jail, and then you're never going to hear from them again. Mm -hmm. But nope, nope, you keep hearing about them. It subverts expectation, and and they come up, and they're in the last episode. Um, Mm The part with Nolan... Like, you know, you really keep flipping the switch on whether or not he has a reason or not. And then by the end of it, you feel like you've gone through several switches with him. (laughs) Really subverts expectation. Um, But, okay, so if you don't have anything to add, I'm going to use subverting expectation to segue Uh, into uh, my biggest issue. (laughs) I was just going to add that another character that I absolutely loved, who only had a small part that we see in the epilogue, was um, Doc Seismic. The villain that could create the earthquakes. Oh yeah, the mad scientist. I, yeah, I like <laughs> him. I don't a subverting expectation. She's like, "Don't you have? Is it your degree in like um, geology or something?" He's like, "No, it's in like women's studies." <laughs> yeah, that was he's like... just such a great crazy character. I thought, I love this guy. I want to see yeah. more of him. Yeah, I want to so, see more I, of him I was, too. I was, I was really glad to say that it was he's the Harley Quinn the of this universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, no, I agree. I would love to see yeah. more of uh, what is his name? Seismic. Doc Seismic. Doc Seismic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. Love it. Want more of him? Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go into our biggest issue with this whole freaking show, right? Yes. Okay. So in episode seven, in episode seven, um. That's the one with the college. Um, mm-hmm. So, episode six. They start in episode six, right? 
Yeah, but in episode episode seven is um finishing up is when he's going through the fallout of that whole thing. Okay, but yeah, you're right. I think it starts in six yeah. and ends in seven. Yeah. I just I've got yeah. all these notes where I'm pissed off in, in seven, so that's what <laughs> anyway, whatever episode starts with um they go to the college. Mm-hmm. Basically like uh so Mark has been having trouble. Mark is dating this girl named Amber, and he pretty much has since like the first episode, second episode maybe, um, mm-hmm. at the start of his superheroing. And um, like I liked Amber in the beginning. Um, I was like, oh, okay, like she's a real character. She has depth, just like every other character they've given some real screen time to. Um, I love that she's a woman of color. I love that she has wild and crazy hair. Um, and she's just completely unapologetic. Um, yeah, no, I, I really just loved her character and, um, the character design is awesome. Yeah, I do. I, I, I agree. Um, Hmm. so, but of course, here's this trope that I don't like, um, where the, I understand it mostly stems from Spider-Man. I'm blaming you. Um, (laughs) um, uh, uh, Stanley. And anyone who's ever contributed to the creation of Spider-Man. Uh, but essentially, uh, being a superhero means that you live a double life. And it means that it's going to be difficult for you to have deeply connective emotional relationships with someone. Um, because uh, you're not going to be able to be honest with them about why you're running off to do things or why you're late or whatever. Um, which... I- in general, I have an issue with that trope, not because it exists, but because it's it's basically in every, almost every superhero thing that you see yeah. on TV, especially now. It, it's and kind it's, of outplayed, and you need they need to find a way of um, yeah. mixing it up. This is where I feel like this would have been one of those great opportunities for them to subvert some expectations, and they, they mm-hmm. tried to, but they just, they did it real badly, in my opinion. But anyway, I'm going to finish oh, yeah. explaining, just so we can set up the scene, because I'm going to be dramatic about this. Um, <laughs> so they go to this college, because Mark is basically trying to repair his relationship with Amber. Like, she's mm-hmm. she's putting up with him. And at this point, as a viewer, you're like, I understand why she's frustrated, because from her perspective, um, she has no idea um why he's constantly late other than he has family obligations that he keeps skipping out on her for and she feels like she's less important than these things that he's doing and she's stated this to him um when he makes when he uses the excuse that he's got family things that he has to do um because he can't tell her uh so those are his excuses and she gets frustrated and that's understandable and uh, so this is the kind of the quandary that they've been dealing with as a couple, and so his friend, who, what's his friend's name again? Do you remember? Um, I will tell you in just a second. His GBF, his gay best friend. Um, yeah, so the gay best friend. I, I hate putting it that way um, as a queer person, but there you have it. Um, um, William. William. Okay, so William. William is going off to this college thing for the weekend because he's meeting this guy he's been talking to i think on the internet or over the phone i don't really remember yeah Um, but it's someone he's been flirting with over a distance and he really really likes him really has deep feelings for him and so uh he's like hey i'm gonna go do this thing and mark is like hey can you take me with you and i'll bring amber like we really need a break and we need something to kind of like help restart and refuel and repair our relationship like i really really need this and so william's like 
all right, fine. You know, he really just wanted to hang out with his his boyfriend, um, but uh, he's he's trying to be a good friend. So good on you, William. <laughs> So everything's fine. Everything's going great. Like they go to the college, they're having a great time, eating hot dogs, whatever. And then of course, disaster strikes. And um, these uh, robot, half robot, half people things attack, which is not like, if you watch the show, it's not important in the grand scheme of things, like you'll know. But basically, um, Mark has to run off and costume change like Superman um, to save the day. Uh, Cause he still hasn't told Amber like I've explained, um, like that he's invincible. He hasn't told his, his friend William, um, at this point, like the only reason that, uh, Eve knows is because she goes to the same school as him and she's also yeah. a hero and he recognized her. So, um, literally like most people, unless it's necessary, do not know his identity. Um, and, uh, so he runs, he runs off to change and, shows up and saves the day and then when he comes back as as mark him. huh as him yeah yeah when he comes back as mark amber like throws a fit being upset that he ran off and left her um mm -hmm. which honestly like i thought him being like i ran to get help is a good excuse yeah same but i was like okay we're gonna keep going with this um and she's mad at him, and I'm like, okay, well, she's mad that, that he ran off. Like, her as a character, it makes sense. She places a lot of him... Like, the reason she started dating him, in my mind at that time, um, was because he stood up to, like, the bully. Like, he put himself in harm's way. So, of course, she would place a lot of importance on, you know, that level of courage, like, in person, right? Yeah. Um, like, putting yourself in physical danger for another person. So I was like, okay, this makes sense with her character. I'm gonna let it go. But then we get to episode seven, I think. Yes. Where Mark reveals <laughs> that he's invincible to her because they've been dating, I think, for three months at this point. Was it three or five? It's uh, been like... It's something like six months. Okay, it's been like half a year then. Yeah. Yeah, I actually made a note. It's been months. Yeah. And in episode six, this was before this happened, I was like, why hasn't he told Amber yet or broken up with her? Because I felt like yeah. at that point, if he wasn't going to tell her... And she didn't know, like, he should have just cut her loose, you know? Yes. Like, if he doesn't trust enough to tell her after that many months, it's a high school relationship. If it's causing that many problems and she's not down with him being late all the time because of his home life responsibilities, then he should have just let it go. Like, that's yeah. what I was feeling at that point as an adult mid-30s woman who doesn't have time for this <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, yeah, so... But then in episode seven, when he reveals that he's invincible after all of this crap, she tells him, this is where the show's trying to subvert expectations, you know, because usually yes. with these superhero reveals with, with, with a significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, they're really surprised and like, oh, like I totally accept you and all these things. But they try to subvert expectations in a really ham-fisted way. By having Amber just be like, oh yeah, I knew the whole time and you were lying to me and you didn't tell me. And I was like, are you, are you serious right now? Yeah. Are, are you fucking kidding me? And I know you want to go off on a tangent, but I just want to list the reasons why it oh, bothered no, no, me. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay, there's literally no reason for her to treat Mark the way that she did. Like, none. No. Other than her feelings are hurt. Um, it makes her look like the C word. <laughs> Like, the, the famous, like, the super well-used C-word in Australia. 
Like, yes. like if y'all don't know what that is, go look it up on Google. Like, favorite used Australian insult begins with a C, refers to a, a really awful woman. Okay, like, um, it is a body part. Yeah, yeah. So, what happens in this scene is like, she's known for a while, so she literally pretended to know that he was a superhero when when he got hit by a bus supposedly which means she lied to eve mm -hmm. so she or manipulated she it out afterwards but yeah how long has she known exactly <laughs> like because i don't know and from my perspective like she just she pretended that she thought that he was actually in the hospital which means she was full of shit when she was like oh like you know are you okay in the bus and everything because it literally happened like the in the previous episode or something i don't know time yeah. is very wibbly wobbly yeah, yeah, in this yeah. but my mind was just like she knew which means she pretended like she didn't know to like she didn't know to to eve and to mark and she pretended all of those emotional responses to 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 his situation. That's what that implies, uh, yeah. because we don't know how long that she knew for. Um, yeah. She pretended. To me, it makes it, to me, it makes it come across as a sociopath. Yeah, she pretended to hate him because she had to have known. Like, when did she figure out if she there's if she knew when they went to the college, then the way that she acted in that scene she knew and she still was like you're a coward for leaving us are you serious like if you're gonna go through all the effort to get that upset about it why wouldn't you just be like look i know okay like yeah. i'm sad that you didn't tell me and i'm upset that you didn't tell me that you didn't trust me enough to tell me like you you should feel comfortable telling things in your own good time but like you know it hurts my feelings that would have made more sense for her to get upset about that rather yes. than oh, you're a coward and you left us. If she knew in that scene, and she had to because it was like the previous day, like, mm -hmm. when did she figure it out? Like, I feel like it's really important to know when she figured out. How long did she know? Did she say how? She said she knew, but she I don't think she said how long she knew for. Um, no, I don't think she did. Imagine if this had not been him being a superhero for like five seconds. This is where I, ha where I think the problem really shows itself. Imagine... Imagine if it had been him being bisexual or transgender, right? Yeah. And she got this upset at him quote-unquote lying to her. Bitch, no. This is his secret to decide when he wants to tell. If you don't exactly. like the fact that he's keeping it from you, then you need to break up with him and not play these games. Just be like, I know you're keeping something from me. I don't know what it is. You don't feel comfortable telling me yet. It really hurts me. Like, I get that she's a teenager, but there are so many other ways that she's shown that she is mature, like, about yeah. things. And then to make matters worse, like, in the next couple of episodes, both Eve and William are like, oh, you lied to her, and oh, it's been months. Are you fucking kidding me? No. People... I'm sorry, there's mine. Um... That's how upset I am about this. Like, no one should ever yeah. feel like they have to tell somebody something when they are not comfortable telling them that thing. Speaking as someone who is queer, like, this message came off in, like, the worst way to me. Yeah. People should um, not reveal their secrets until they are comfortable doing that. They're their secrets. And if it's causing a problem in the relationship and upsetting the other partner, then they should just end things. Be like, if you're not going to yes. tell me... I, I just can't be with you. Which to me, like, if that had happened, right? Like, if she had known, mm -hmm. right? And she had <laughs> said, look, you're keeping something from me. I think, you know, and, and, and I just, until you're ready to tell me, I don't think that we should keep going. 
to me that would have made more sense but to be like oh yeah i knew fuck you dude i was just like this is how mad i am about this (laughs) so mad it just ruined i get it 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 i get it it was terrible for her character. I felt like it was completely out of left field. It did not make sense for her to me. I didn't like it because I loved Amber until this point. And then when I got yeah. to this point, I did a 180 on her and I was like, why did you do this to her? Why did you make her this way? And then try and play it off. Like it completely was normal and made sense within the context of the show. Like, are you, ki- no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, two Eve's. <sighs> credit however yeah i don't think what she was implying that he should have told her he she was basically saying like if you're going to stay with her for this long you should have told her or but you what you really should have done was dump her if you didn't want to i agree it was like what what you were saying yeah but they could have worded it better because she's yeah because what she ends up saying to me i made a note of it um Mm -hmm. where does where does it say I thought I wrote down what she said, but she used the wording stringing her along Long. Yes. for months. And I felt like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but... Yeah, it wasn't the right words to use. You're right about no. that. No, and then William was just like, basically, you should have told her. And yeah, no, he should tell people when he's comfortable telling them. <laughs> this yeah. is his life. Like, being a superhero is literally... Like, life or death for him. Someone mm-hmm. knowing. Like, it, I hate to, to be that person. I know that a lot of these shows like to place importance on... Because it's it's coming of age. And, and high yeah. school relationships are meant to be something more. You know? Because that's how it is. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, Amber's just his high school girlfriend. She is not his yes. wife. She is not his fiance. Like, they've been dating for a couple of months. Um, yeah. That's right. <laughs> And, and, it's not like she's his one true love and all this shit. She's his first girlfriend. girlfriend serious yeah. girlfriend. Like. That's a huge... <laughs> like, I feel like he made the right decision waiting as long as he did. And if that was a you know a deal breaker for her, then she should have just said, uh, you're keeping something from me. And yeah, I just she should have just ended things. Like, uh, or he should have. Or his mom should have been like, you should end things with her if you're not going to tell her. I don't know. Like, I just... The whole thing was just handled really poorly, even within the context of teenager emotions and interactions and screw-ups. So, like, I appreciate um, teenagers acting like teenagers. I do. But I feel like in this instance, this decision for Amber was just a detriment and a bad decision in the show. I don't know if it's in the comics that way. I want to read the comics now. Like, this is one of the reasons why I want to read the comics, because I want to see if they did this and made this decision, how uh, it was handled trying, differently. I'm trying to f- remember how it was and i can't for the life of me remember they actually did the did that in the comics Uh, something i do want to touch upon though um on one of the differences between the show and the comics is that william is not gay in the comics no i mean that doesn't bother me he's a straight being (laughs) okay i mean it doesn't bother me either i can't remember i can't remember how the college thing plays out like with the friend Hmm. because i know the he may have just been a friend, but I know he still gets attacked and transformed. Yeah. And there's a bit of um, tension afterwards between him and Mark because Mark dragged his feet for so long on helping him find him. And I can understand that. Like, Mark was very um, 
dismissive yeah. of William's concerns. So I, I was almost kind of wish William had been mad at him longer yeah. than what he had been. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah, I was wondering why he didn't instantly react that way because um because Mark didn't react. It didn't didn't jump mm. on the ball faster. Yeah. Um and I think that it probably would have been worse if uh the boyfriend had died. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the only reason that William didn't react as strongly as he did. Yeah. It was still pretty tragic though. Um and mm -hmm. I f I feel like it should have yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's kind of wishy-washy on that, but Amber was just so jarring. She, when you present teenagers as being mature and having it together and, you know, because the way that Amber acts and interacts with the world, it's more like a mid, someone in their mid-20s than someone who's like 17. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when that happened to her, when she made those decisions and got upset, I'm not saying adults don't act like idiots either, but they presented it within the context of the show like she was correct, like he should have told her. And I... <sighs> And here's the thing, when I say trans, I don't mean, like, the character is already transitioned, like, or is presenting themselves yeah. as being uh, a certain, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I mean is, like, you know, someone being bisexual and, and, and not being ready to tell the person that they're mm -hmm. with or their family or not ready to come out. I think that would be the better yeah. way to say it. Like, imagine yeah. if Mark had been someone who hadn't come out yet. Like, that's essentially what the superhero secret kind of is an analogy for. Lots of content yes. creators and, and critical thinkers who are much smarter than me have analyzed this a lot, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to Superman. Um, yeah. Uh, so to me, that's why it comes off that way. Imagine if he had been coming out, if he had been queer, mm -hmm. and he had said that to her, and then she was just like, oh, I knew and you lied to me. Like, this is this is not your moment, sweetheart. This is not yeah. your secret to tell. Like, this is his. You don't get to own that. You don't get to take that from him. Like, she has her yeah. own rights and autonomy as a person, like, to feel a certain way. But I don't... The, the show, the way it presented it was as if she was correct and Mark was in the wrong and the, sh the show did such a good job of making so many other things nuanced with characters that I feel it like was, this was failed. It was very jarring, as you said. Yeah. Because it's like she's a completely different character all yeah. of a sudden in yeah. the way she acts. It was terrible. I, I don't like the I'm way it was like, handled what? at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I would have been fine with her being upset about that if it had just been mm -hmm. handled and executed better. Yes. So. And all I can really say is that from all... The reactions I've seen, that's pretty much how everyone's felt about the character. Well, that's good. The to way know. she reacts is very disliked. It's gross and garbage. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> For a show that is so good, just to have that one glaring black yeah. mark on it is yeah. just. It's terrible. Yeah. So I hope the next season, like, doesn't deal with any of that like i hope it just yeah, we yeah. can just buy never again um yeah yeah but i mean those are those are overall my feelings on the show like mm -hmm. uh, this is one really good example of something that's definitely not for children for a variety of oh, reasons yeah. um yes. and it just goes to sh this is one really good example of animation is more than just for kids like yes a hundred percent um and and even if something is for kids, like we've discussed before, and it's animated, doesn't mean that it's only for kids or that it shouldn't mm -hmm. be a quality experience 
and good storytelling. Yes. But this this one, oh my gosh. Like, like I said, other than the Amber thing and my really big issue with the animation quality being kind of yeah. iffy, this show is really good. Really good at storytelling. Really good. It's great. Yeah, characterization is awesome. Themes. There's so many themes in the show. Like, you could probably write three or four different essays on trying mm -hmm. to explain what the show is about. Um, and all of them would be right. I feel like you'd make yes. a good argument for them. Like colonialism, um, uh, father-son relationships mm -hmm. um, are just two examples I can think of off the top of my head. So, uh, yeah, honestly, like on a scale of one to ten, I would probably give the show like a nine. And that's only because of the animation quality points off and yeah. the amber stuff. Everything yes. else is fantastic. Um I would have to agree with that. I was, I was thinking that before, if I had had to rate it. Yeah. Um, someone I meant to ask before, how how do you feel about um, Rudy slash robot using Rex's DNA? So I feel like it was excellently executed in terms of how viewers would feel about it because I was watching mm -hmm. it and being like, this is why they made Rex such an yeah. asshole, terrible character because it's easier to swallow another character doing unethical things with another character's whatever yeah if the other character if character a who's the crap character not literally <laughs> if character a is a cheating lying sarcastic mouthy asshole and character b is a soft-spoken intelligent well-mannered not dick bag uh, mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for the audience to swallow character B doing yeah. unethical things with character A's stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So is what Robot did bad? Yes, but at least he had better reasons than Omni-Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't, I don't totally hate it, and I think the reason probably viewers don't totally hate it is because they've presented Rex to be such a... Asshole. Um, asshole. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the same reason that villains are such assholes usually. Um, yeah, yeah. In uh, I'm gonna have to label this episode explicit. Freaking hell. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so, I don't feel as like that explicit. <laughs> We've used pretty mild. <laughs> had the yeah. one f bomb. <laughs> yeah, I try not to use the c and the f bomb, but I've had like four of them in this episode, so I might have to do some f editing finagling. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate it, uh, but I, I think yeah. it was really, it's another example of really good storytelling when, mm -hmm. when you do something like that, when, when creators do something like that, and you know that people, like, you know, as someone who reads and consumes a lot of media like you and I do, yeah, yeah. you can tell, oh, no one's going to be bothered by this, really, unless they're critically <laughs> analyzing it and pointing it out, because yeah. they've presented Rex as um, this character who's you know, not the best guy. Yeah, he's not the best guy. Like, he, he kind of makes some poor decisions with his personal and, and not personal life, so. Um, also really happy they didn't have Rex and, and uh, Monster Girl have a thing, because I remember... Oh, yeah, that, that would have been weird. I, I remember, like, when they introduced her just feeling so conflicted about her. I was like, man... Mm -hmm. Like, characters aren't created in a vacuum, but I feel like when, when we got to the end of it with, with, um, with Robot and everything that was revealed about him, I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm happy they did this, but I, mm -hmm. I also liked that they messed with our feelings and our mind in, in terms yes. of, like, 
what kind of relationship could she possibly have? Because on one hand, she can't have a relationship with 14-year-old people because she's not 14. She's 25 mentally. But on the other hand, like anyone who has a relationship with her, like she said, is going to be a pedophile, basically. (laughs) Pretty much. So it's it's awful for her. So on Mm -hmm. one hand, and I I, like that they explored that you know, but didn't commit to having her like be in a relationship with somebody who's physically like, you know, yes. 35 <laughs> or something. So yeah. Subverting expectations, messing with my head. The show's really good at that. Uh, I feel like the YouTube title for this is, is, is going to probably end up being uh, invincible subverting comic book expectations or something. Yes. Cause that's, that's really what my general feeling with this entire show experience was, is every time I thought, you know, my one thing was going to be one way, or I was like, this is how they normally do it in comics. Once I got to a halfway point in the show and I realized yeah. what was going on, how are they going to flip this on its head? Um, exactly. Yeah. And this is, this is why I've been wanting you to watch it so desperately for so long. <laughs> it's like, I, have... I, knew, I knew you would love it. <laughs> and I bet you were like, there are reasons that I like this. I bet you were thinking, but you're like, I know that Blade will know what they are and she'll talk yes. about them. And I'll be like, yes, that's exactly what it was. That's right. <laughs> so, but, uh, Just another quick thing I want to touch yeah. on that I love was um, in the in the, um, like the first two episodes, I think it was mm-hmm. when... Um, the, the moments when Omni Man and Debbie they were getting frisky, and then Mark would walk in. Yeah. And they're just trying to act all normal. It's like, oh, no, son. When she walked in, I'm in the bathroom in the first episode, and she was like, oh, I've seen it all. That is 100% legit, by the way. Like, if you ever, you're not going to mm-hmm. have children, but um, you've already told me that. But, like, yeah. if you were a parent or you have been a parental figure of any kind, like, that kind of stuff happens. Like, it absolutely does, especially if, if, if you're that, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not speaking for all parents, but I'm just telling you, if you're one of those parents who's, like, cracker jacks with mm. your kids, yeah, that 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 is legit. I, I appreciate Debbie for that. I do. <laughs> I God, love I'm her. dragging this. Ep- I'm tr- dragging this episode on for so long, but I just remember another thing. Okay, um, last point, and then we got to sign the, off. <laughs> there's that moment where, yeah, and I think this was in the second episode again. Mark gets a bit on his high horse. Yeah, about his powers and his mother's. Oh, I down love about that, that episode, and she confronts like, him about it. Yeah, She's like, "Oh, does like, that well, make you feel how powerful? Are you gonna stop me?" Yeah. No, he says, "Make me." He tells her to make yeah. him. And she's yeah. like, does that make you feel strong? Does that make you yeah. feel powerful knowing that I can't, you know, like force mm-hmm. you, like physically force you to do things? I'm not stronger than you. And then mm-hmm. he immediately backpedals. Yeah. Yeah. Cuts him down the only way a mother can. <sighs> oh, yeah. straight for the heart. <laughs> I love Debbie. I love her so much. Yes. I do. This show does a really good job, let me say, of making women full characters without mm-hmm having to you know put up some gimmick yeah and yeah i love that i also love in the flashback when she's teaching on nolan about being a father like the joy that you take in your kids victories yeah you're breaking up a bit just click in and out Do, 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 do. You back? Yeah, just... Oh, the, there you go. <laughs> just, they um, presented all that. It was just beautifully done. 
Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Um, oh, I had one more final point. It's really quick, and then we can sign off. <laughs> okay. Okay, so just really quick, I hated Amber's symbol design on her chest. Oh, yeah. Because I thought the whole time, and I was avoiding Googling it because I didn't want anything ruined. Um, I didn't want any preconceived notions. I couldn't understand why the feminist symbol was crossed out. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until I got to like episode seven, I think, that she's laying down and the symbol is at an angle. And you mm -hmm. and I realized that it's an it's an electron cloud um uh, loopies. Yeah, there's a scene where she's laying down and it's a little, little you know the electron yeah, clouds yeah. on the old atom symbols where they have yeah, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, like the atom symbol. And it's just two little yeah. loopies where like the electrons and, and neutrons like circle around the atom. Actually I guess just mm -hmm. electrons. It's the cloud. It's like the old electron cloud design. Yeah. But it's like two. And it's around a feminist symbol. But when you're looking at her ninety percent of the time, actually more like ninety nine point nine it yeah. looks like the, it's a, a cross out like it's a big x over this feminist mm -hmm. symbol and i was like yep. why is that a thing because she's it, because never is it covered or talked about it's not until near the end of the show i was like that is the worst design it's horrible yeah. oh mulp says he's calling you robo ribbon because of your <laughs> because of the the, the breaking up that's yes yeah. he does sound like robo ribbon um oh no you've learned my terrible <laughs> secret oh no so yeah, that was my only other complaint. So I hope, again, when the animation hopefully improves in the next um, season or two, that they fix that design on her, on her symbol, because I literally mm. thought it was a big giant X over the feminist, yeah. the femme symbol, the female symbol. Or, so, or make it more obvious that it's yeah. not an X. Not an X? Yeah. Make yeah. it always from an angle? Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. So um, Okay, okay. So we should, we should finish up. Riven, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me at on Twitter at Riven Daniel, or one word, it's R-I-V-Y-N, Daniel, mm -hmm. yep. D-A-N-I-E-L, or they can find me here on Twitch at, at um, Riven Daniel, same spelling, underscore between Riven and Daniel. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can find me at kitrow.com, K-I-T-R-O-E dot C-O-M. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at K-I-T underscore R-O-E. Um, we also have a YouTube channel for 32-Bit Bards. You just got to put it in the search bar. 32, the mm -hmm. number, Bit Bards, um, B-I-T. Um, and also on Twitter, uh, at 32-Bit Bards, uh, same spelling. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually where I post updates about the podcast when we're going live on Twitch, all the good things. But uh, as long as you remember my website, you'll be able to find all the stuff that connects us. Um, next episode, uh, let's see. Probably should. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, no, I forgot because it's like Christmas time. So. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so next episode, if I can get Buffy watched. <laughs> is going to be um did the first know about the amulet and the champion if i can't get mm -hmm. buffy finished we're probably gonna have to do a, a revisit um on our old mm -hmm. poor penmanship episode is it a christmas movie so yep. if not that's gonna be like the end of the year one like the christmas day ish episode or something um at least that's yeah, when that's it's cool. gonna be released it's not when we'll be twitching um but yeah. Yeah, that'll be our end of the year episode. Is it a Christmas movie? Um, unless I get Buffy watched in time. <laughs> so, 
we'll see. Um, new job starting this week, so it's a little up in the air. But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the that's that's pretty much the show. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Riven? I'm so tired. <laughs> so you're going to sleep, okay? Yes, yeah, so I'll be going straight to bed. I think. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is uh, Kit Row from Thirty Two Bit Bards signing off. Say good night, Riven. Good night. And all our little bardlings, you have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!